This is the MLW Radio Network. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Blackheart, the head honcho off the Top Roast Podcast. If you love independent and professional wrestling and like all the juicy gossip of the wrestling industry, then look no further than here, OTTR Headquarters. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitch, and Facebook groups, and whatever that you get your podcast from with our, with our latest Last Week of Wrestling, After Darts, Under Boss's Hard Taste, and now a new upcoming trivia game show, Wrestling Every, coming soon. So if you like what you've seen, you love professional wrestling, you love independent wrestling, you love everything about wrestling just yourself, give us a tune. You know, you would not regret it. Blackheart out. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah, yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was. Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. For we right? shared a room. I thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go we? way back, mate. Yeah. yeah, we should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do. We do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. Okay, yeah, yeah. Hey, the ending. Hey, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the broadcast podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Welcome to another episode of Front Row Material. My name is Mike Freeland, and I am joined by my wonderful, longtime, close, personal friend. He's follically challenged, but you know what? We still love him. His name is... The Rit. Oh, my goodness. The Ritster. You know what? It's funny. Everything comes full circle, you know? Back to you and I. Back to you and I just sitting here, shooting the shit, talking about wrestling, reconnecting. Uh, how you been since the last time we chatted? Uh, not too bad. Um, hey, just when you think things are starting to go really good, sometimes it's even better to go right back to the basics, if you know what I mean. You yeah, know, no, I we're, agree. We're, we're, we're going straight back to the original old school audio version for a while. Yes. Uh, you and I, we're, we're hit the, we said we're going to hit that reset button, and man, we're, we're going from Blu-ray back to uh, VHS. <laughs> I'd even go as far as saying maybe Betamax, but people might not get that uh, that's that joke. But no, you're right. We're, we are going back to old school, and, and I think it's important because so many things have happened uh, in the lives of so many people who've worked on this show. And, and right now, we're going to have to just make some changes right now. But no one's saying that things won't, once again, change and evolve, and things may come back again, and, and we'll see. Uh, never hey. say never in wrestling podcasts. A summer is right around the corner, and you never know what's going to happen then. This is true. This is very true. Your your beard is looking... Uh, you know what? So the kids have been telling me at school, there's a phrase called bussin'. Have you heard that? Well, what? Bussin'. Oh, that food is bussin'. I guess it's something off of TikTok. It means it's really good. Well, I don't know if that can be used for all contexts, but if I could say your beard is bussin', my friend. It looks... Ooh really good okay okay I, I might have to sit there and see see bussing see you might be ahead of me a little bit wait, wait a minute hold on are you trying to say i could be trendy you you could be because you're in the city yes i'm i'm outside of a city you know what i mean so so maybe you got the lingo earlier and now all of a sudden bada boom 
I might be able to pick something up early. See, you're in the suburbs. I'm in the you're in the suburban area. I'm in the urban area, and I have, uh, yeah. Uh, what were they? Who was telling me this the other day? Uh, oh, I know what it was. So I I, I dressed up uh, just because they had all the teachers dress up for there was an occasion going on. And uh, what did you dress up as? Scooby Doo or? <laughs> I wish I don't even have that anymore. Um, so I had a new pair of dress shoes, new pair of slacks and whatnot, and, and the kids came up and be like, Mr. Freeland, you, you dripping. You dripping everywhere. And I was like, I'm what? And they're like, you dripping. So now I know dripping means you're looking good. You're looking snazzy. You're looking okay, uh, you're okay. looking fresh. So I'm Man. dropping I'm dropping some new verbiage on you and the audience, hopefully. See 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 Freeland, you and I were talking the other day. And I think the kids are starting to respect you. After I hope you busted, so. God, I hope after, so. <laughs> after you started busting out the M&M and showed them all up. Man. You got to. You got to, man. You got to show. Uh, you got to show. They got to show respect to the dawn of the classroom. They have to. That's the way it rolls. That's the way I roll up in middle school, man. But, so, so um, Freeland, now... Uh, Hey, what's been going on in this world of wrestling, man? Man, the- your your headlines, I listen to them every day at work, and I'm enjoying it. The downloads keep piling up. I'm still waiting for the next chapter of Overbooked. <laughs> uh, how did I know that that was going to be Mi- something you were going to say? Mi- I, I Mr. It. Mr. Kerry Silken is He's still waiting. waiting. He's still waiting. You're right. I'm gonna whip. Ah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna whip some more out. I'm gonna whip some more out. But uh, thank but, uh, you for the for the for the headline stuff. We, I'm having a lot of fun with it. Hey, hey, I'm enjoying it. Uh, what is uh, it is official? Uh, Tony Khan officially owns Ring of Honor now. Yes, it officially went through this past uh, this past week. He officially owns it now, and the sale is complete. And right now, also, there is news circulating as of this evening that they are looking for an outlet um within warner media for a weekly show for ring of honor so that's exciting i'm also hearing that they may be doing something that wwe was doing when they had the takeovers which were on a saturday night and then the pay-per-view was on sunday they may do a ring of honor on a saturday in the same city leading up to a big aew pay-per-view that sunday that'd be great you know you're you're turning your fan base into you know ring of honor fans also uh i kind of like listen to the headlines like time warner is looking for all this all, all these shows from aew like documentaries and you know reality and why can't they just sit there and say hey why don't you sit there and give us a weekly roh show we're willing to put it on from well, from what I'm hearing, what there's the reason why they're pushing the reality stuff so much is I do believe they're wanting to try to add some elements of what WWE does. Um, they did find out that Total Divas did pull some pretty good numbers. Now, granted, uh, you know, compared to the mainstream stuff on NBC and CBS and ABC, mm-hmm. no, we're not in the same ballpark there. But for the genre of wrestling, it definitely brought in more casual viewers. And they found that that correlated over to people who ended up watching the wrestling show. Uh, they've already done some sizzle reels with Adam Cole and Britt Baker, um, who definitely would be the it couple to go ahead and follow. They've done some with Darby Allen. They've done some uh, research and found that the audience really gravitates to Darby Allen as well. Uh, and Orange Cassidy. So those seem to be the players right now that would be the most in line right now if they were to go a reality-based show. But, but what, man, I would love to sit there. I think he would be great. Ethan Page. Yeah, Ethan Page. You know what's interesting? He and Dan Lambert and Scorpio Sky, I think a lot of fans were getting bored um, at points when they would come out and they would just do their shtick or they were either up in the, the sky box, the luxury mm-hmm. box, and they'd do their shtick. But I've noticed, you know, when you watch AEW programming, at least when I watch it, just when you think, oh, nothing's happening with this person, boom, all of a sudden something does happen with this person. And I think giving Scorpio Sky the title, and then clearly this was very organic, but having Ty Conte and Sammy Guevara turn heel, heel. just because people are sick of all of their 
you know, gushy romance stuff that could have been Brandy and Cody. And once again, I keep saying Cody could have been one of the best heels realigned himself with MJF could have had a faction, but it was just not in the works because Cody didn't want to be a heel. But I feel like Scorpio sky is going to get a big push. I feel like Dan Lambert and Ethan page are going to get over. I feel good about that. Um, I feel like when Paige Van Zant finally makes her debut, I think she's got, I really have high hopes for that faction. Uh, yeah, like I'm, I'm really interested. Like you sit there and said about Cody could have been that Sammy Guevara and he could have been, uh, a lot of people on the internet were saying, Oh, you know, WWE took their first AEW guy, but did they, did they? Cody was Cody was a WWE guy. W yes, he was. He was very much a WWE guy, and it, it wasn't as if you know Cody was a homegrown AEW mm -hmm. guy. He he wasn't. But I think the other big thing we have to keep in mind is when we talk about Cody is, I feel like once Cody became an EVP, he realized he didn't want to be an EVP, and he talked about this in interviews. He said, maybe if I was in my late forties, maybe that would be a position I would want to do. But he goes, I don't want to be in a uh, in charge position. I don't want to be a boss position right now. I want to wrestle. Now, I do know that he was doing some booking and Kenny was working with the women and doing some booking in the women's division and the Bucks were doing some booking. And then if we remember, I think it was last fall when Tony Khan said, you know, hey, I'm going to take over all of creative. They didn't really seem to have an issue, but I feel like a little bit of that stung Cody a little more than the Bucks and Kenny, and I think that that might have played a role, but I think at the end of the day, I think he saw it was a huge money grab, and I don't think Tony was going to pay him the kind of money that he wanted him to pay, because think about, think about it from this perspective, Rit. If Tony Khan were to pay a boatload of money to Cody Rhodes, Mm -hmm. You're not really building towards your future. You're no. not building towards money to give to a Wardlow. You're not building money to give to an MJF or a Sammy Guevara or fill in the blank. You're not, you're not building. I mean, that's a guy, no offense, but who knows how many tickets that he's really going to sell at this point. And AEW's trying to build and they have to look to the future and not to the past. Yeah. Uh, that's what I love with Chris Jericho being over there, being a veteran how he says, you know, and does, he's there to build the future. And was it you on headlines that stated uh, Kurt Angle said that he believes Chris Jericho passed Shawn Michaels to being one greatest of the greatest of all time, greatest of all time. And and I don't, I've got to say he's got, he's got to be in talks, you know, you know as, as performer wise, he's got to be in the talks. I agree with you, Rit, because when you think about, okay, so when we start saying the greatest of all time, right, there's a lot of names that come out there. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people say, you know, Bruno San Martino, one of the greatest of all time, Hulk Hogan, one of the greatest of all time. But you, you got to look at the standpoint of, were they able to evolve? Now, Hogan went from the greatest good guy to the greatest bad guy. So he definitely evolved, right? Mm -hmm. But when you look at Shawn Michaels, there wasn't a whole lot of evolution that happened with him as far as his in-ring. Ric Flair was pretty much the same, same guy thing. all the same time thing all the time. But now when you look at Jericho, you know, look what Jericho did. I mean, he was obviously in, in ECW and then he was a Lionheart and he was Y2J. And then he went over to new Japan and, you know, then he came back and he became the demo God and he, he did so many different things and he appeals to look. so many different sectors that, it's hard to say that he's not in that conversation. Yeah. You know, how many people can say that they just keep evolving their character and keep going instead of sticking with the same thing, you know, day in and day out? Like, okay, Bret Hart, probably if he might be the most technically sound wrestler of all time, mm -hmm. but he was the same thing the whole time. This is true. You know, he, he had that heel turn. And I, and I think he did great when he was at the heel turn, you know, the Hart Foundation. But it's the same thing day in and day out, you know. You, you got to – Undertaker is is great up there. He evolved, he evolved too, yep. you know, uh, over time, different, you know, characters, different uh, 
ways for the fans to you know perceive him. You know, when MMA was starting to get big, oh, we're gonna see Taker wearing MMA gloves to the ring. You know, go for some submissions now. You know, he he tried to evolve that character to make it more modernized instead of the you know nineteen ninety five Undertaker. You know. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, and it's those people that will be remembered because they were able to evolve and change. Um, and I think the wrestling fans nowadays are are looking at the optics of wrestling, especially when you talk about who is the greatest. Well, what makes somebody the greatest, right? Some people say, well, it's title reigns. Somebody says, well, it's merchandise sales, ticket sales. How many times did they headline a WrestleMania or headline a major pay-per-view? Or how many times did this person carry a company on their back? The way I look at greatest of all time is how many times has this individual been able to continue and continue to successfully do all of those things at the same time and selling tickets. Jericho can do that. He's always done it selling merchandise. He continues to do that. His character always evolves and changes with the times. He always does that. He's still a phenomenal talent inside the ring. When he lost some weight after people were fat shaming him, which I felt like was wrong, but he lost weight and even got into better shape. His promo skills are still spot on and he's getting over the next generation. And when you look at people like uh, Angelo Parker and Matt Menard, which, you know, they are part of the Jericho Appreciation Society. Mm -hmm. They were a in entertaining tag team, but now he's elevating them to the next level. So do you see by the time Jericho exits, these two guys are going to be big time stars because they've gotten the rub from Jericho and Jericho has put them over. So, I mean, look what he's doing with Santana and Ortiz. He's putting yeah. them over hugely. I mean, he's just the gift that keeps giving wrestling fans. So, I mean, how many people has Hogan put over or how many people has Ric Flair built or made? How many people has Shawn Michaels made? I, I just, I don't think you can really come up and say, oh yeah, he made this guy or he, he got this guy over. Jericho gets a lot of people over. You know, and uh, switching topics, switching gears, you know, the longevity that we're talking about. Vince is starting to get a little smarter. Do you see that new contract Roman had? I did see that as well. I think that's a really interesting situation that Roman Reigns has signed here. So, He's going to be giving a substantial amount of time off right now. Mm -hmm. um, not going to be doing house shows. He's going to be taken off a of TV for about 10 weeks uh, yes. at least. Uh, aren't they calling it like a, like a Hogan Brock contract where, you know, Hogan didn't work, work uh, house shows. Right. You know, and that helped him extend his career. Uh, Brock the same way, you know, well, Brock's contract now is, you know, a little different than, uh, what it was when he, you know, first came back, but uh, you know, we're not working house shows. Uh, we're gonna sit there and be on TV every now and then. We're gonna work the pay per views, and that should easily help, you know, secure Roman to get an extra four, five, six years on his uh, wrestling bump card. But let me throw this at you here. So when we talk about Roman Reigns, right? So let's say Roman does take some some time off, right? In mean, ten weeks, really, in the in the big picture, is only a few months. Mm -hmm. Who do you feel can fill that slot and the company not miss a beat? Because right now, the head of the table and the Usos, the Bloodline, they're pulling over two million each and every Friday night on SmackDown. Mm -hmm. the, the numbers don't lie. They, they usually get a a. 0.4 or 0.5, if not a little higher, on the share rating. So if he's gone, I don't think Jimmy and Jay are necessarily going to be able to go ahead and just them alone continue to pull that. Who do you think is going to be next in line to be that flag bearer for WWE? I, I honestly couldn't, couldn't tell you. But Vince, and knowing Vince, he's not going to pull his his you know main course off of TV for 10 weeks if he doesn't already have it okay, we're going to push this guy, see if he can get in there, push this guy, see if he can get in there, you know, maybe push the women talent more. Uh, and we're, he, Vince, Vince has a plan. And 
as chaotic as he as he seems, I think he's wants to push theory, Austin theory. He wants to sit there and may, maybe even give uh, Lashley another opportunity. You know, a Drew McIntyre. He want he wants to maybe see see if he has the the capability of pulling down those numbers. Of all the guys you mentioned before, so. I think we all agree. Lashley had a great run. I think it was mm-hmm. cut short. Why was it cut short? I have no idea. I think it sucked the way Big E ended his title reign. I feel like mm-hmm. that was, and it was before their injury, but it was just shitty the way it ended. <coughs> Excuse me. I think it really was. I, I think he deserved a longer leash and he deserved a longer run with it. Well, it just didn't happen. They've done the Drew thing before. Do you think they want to go back into the well again, or do you think they're going to want to shake things up and go with somebody who we might not be thinking about, and and I hate to bring the name up, do you think, honestly, Vince has enough confidence in Cody coming in and being the champion? Vince has a... He has has a a long record of, okay, I'm going to sign somebody that was in another company, but I'm not going to push him for six months. Right. You know... You're going to have to work it. Now, don't get me wrong. Cody is in a great storyline with one of the top workers in Seth Rollins. And true. So do I think that he's going to push Cody? I, he, he has plenty of other people that he could put in front of him. They're, I don't know why they, they pulled the plug before it even started. With uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. That will forever confuse the the daylights out of me is why Shinsuke just never really got. And I I wonder if Vince just doesn't understand or maybe it's maybe there's something that we don't know about. But I think Nakamura is a great wrestler. Now, the mic skills and whatnot, they're not there. Do you think he's looking for somebody to be more charismatic or be just as quality on the mic as they are in the ring? Uh, I think you have to be. If if you're going to be put as the man out front, sell the merchandise, you're going to have to be able to talk in the mic. We talked about this several weeks ago. Yeah. You know, or they're going to have to give him a mouthpiece. You know, you, you could put Paul Heyman with anybody. This is true. You can. You, you, you could give Paul Heyman a broom in the middle of the ring, and he will sell that thing to be able to take on anyone you want, you know? I mean, I can't disagree with you. I think there's somebody that I think would would be very well um, groomed to be the next big guy. What do you think about the new faction um, with Edge and Damian Priest? I think Damian Priest very well in that faction could be groomed in due time to be a WWE champion. I really honestly believe that. Well, and and don't forget they just added Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley in that faction. I feel like that could be the next big faction. And I believe I'm trying to remember who said this this past week that that could be the next big faction for years to come. And I would love to see something like that. I love Damian Priest. I think he can talk great. He's got a great look. He's got edge with him. Now they've added uh, a female in Rhea Ripley, who, thank God, Rhea deserves more than what she's gotten so far in WWE. So I think I think that faction right there has the foundations right there of being the, quote-unquote, the, the next bloodline, if you will, if Roman were to leave and they were looking for you know, another trios, or if they add someone else uh, to the mix. Freeland, could you imagine if they would have kept Karrion Cross and put him under Edge's tutelage? That would have been perfect. With, with Damian Priest. That would have been perfect. I thought about that so many times. Yep, I agree 100%. You know, but you're going to go on that edge of the spectrum. I'm going to go to the other edge. And I'm backing this guy 100% and this group, the Imperium. I wow. want to see, see Walter on the main stage. Give him that spot. Give him that chance. That man on his own started dieting, trimming down, 
he could he could go before this with his cardio and now with him being in better shape that only makes him even better in the ring what do you well let me ask you this what do you think has kept wwe from bringing him up faster i honestly think he doesn't want to go to the main roster i i, I think he 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 doesn't want to go because he he might be afraid if i get up there what happens if, is if they do something crappy with me? Well, it's the it's it's almost like the Madden curse, right? The team that was featured on the Madden video game or whoever the player was, yeah, right? Got, it was always got hurt, got hurt the following year. Absolutely, it was the Madden curse. So I wonder if there is the WWE main roster curse. Yeah, it, it could be, but but there's there's a lot of people that that have made it. You know, there are. You're right. There's a lot of people who have who have made it. it. Three quarters of the women's roster came from NXT, and have and and most of them made it. Do you feel like when it comes to women's wrestling, who do you feel in completely unbiased? Who do you feel like between Impact Wrestling, WWE, AEW, um, has the most competitive women's division in your opinion? competitive wise where it's just it's exciting to watch uh, i would have to actually sit there and, and say probably wwe just because they put they put a little more time and emphasis mm -hmm. and build up aew don't get me wrong they have a lot of talented women but they only feature so many at a time. This is true. And this is why I almost feel like AEW should have another show, but it should just be the women. I honestly believe that because I mean, you got Mercedes Martinez, right? Who friends of the show. She's well, great. well considering she could be the main staple over there on uh, ring of honor, ring of honor, you know, I mean, Tony storm, Serena Deeb. I mean, I think those are people that can go, um, no, what do you think? What do you think about? Uh, sorry to cut you off, but uh, Serena Deeb uh, relighting that torch with the feud against Thunder Rosa. Oh my NWA. god! I, I would love that. I would absolutely love that. Like the did you do you see their feud in uh, in NWA? I saw bits and pieces, so I can't really comment a whole lot. I don't want to be one of those people that's like, oh, yeah, I know all about it. I don't know all about it. I've seen a couple of snippets here and there, but I don't know the feud well enough. But from what I have heard, I heard it was done very well. Yeah, uh, the buildup was good. And if Tony Khan follows through and lets it play out, it can be very exciting. Now, don't get me wrong. Don't sleep on the impact women. You know, uh, they just like Jordan Grace. She she works uh, the men's also a lot of mixed tag over there. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, you have who else is over there? Um, you mean as far as the impact uh, wrestling uh, female yes. stars? Oh, because uh, what were they? Inspiration or? They were, but then I don't know if you've heard they, they're yeah, stepping they're, away. Yeah, they're, they're stepping away. It's like, man, yeah. they, they, they would have been great for a long tag run. They would be. I still don't know why WWE didn't get them over. They, they they were fantastic in the tag division. They had the look. They had everything. I mean, yeah. I mean, okay. So when we talk about Impact Wrestling, let's talk about Tasha Steele. She mm -hmm. is the women's champion right now. She is Cut. phenomenal. Coming to PPW next month, baby. Oh, my God. PPW. No, no. This month. This month. Let's talk about people. Hold on. Let's just pause this for a hot second. Let's talk about how awesome PPW is. Mm -hmm. PPW is, in my opinion, one of the best promotions in the entire country because the shows they put on are not only from their home uh, talent, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. They bring in other wrestlers as well that accentuate the talents of the, the home base roster and they make great shows and, and I cannot put them over enough. They do a phenomenal job, man. This month, just to just a little taste, little taste of some of the matches coming. Griffin McCoy taking on Josh Woods. Ooh, good friend, I love good, Josh. 
Good friend of the show, Josh. Yes. Ritz Swan takes you on Action Andretti. Nice. Tag team match, Alpha Jr. and Big Demo taking on the Mecca, Brian Johnson and Mike Orlando. Chris Bay taking on Passat, taking on Sean Maluda and VSK. And then our my boys, South Philly's finest. South Philly finest. Taking on championship material. You know. Tasha Steele's gonna be there next month. Love it. Or this month, the twenty twenty I think it's the twenty first. Yeah, that's coming up. Yeah. I'm just like, man, you can't sit there and get any better. If you're in Pennsylvania, you got to head on over to PPW Wrestling. You have to head over. You just got to do it. Oh, man. Lance Archer was there last month. Tore the roof off that place. He's a big boy. Let's be honest. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get, get, that, get that autograph figure. You know what I'm saying? You got to get the fig sign. You got to get the fig sign. Okay, so so let okay, so some of the women over here, I was just checking out the roster here for Impact Wrestling. Okay. So you have Alicia, which I think I, I've seen her. I like what I've seen her. Chelsea Green is a stable. Uh Deanna Peraza. Let me tell you about Deanna Peraza for a second. I absolutely love the match she had with Mercedes Martinez. And I hadn't seen a whole lot of Deanna's matches before. Mm-hmm. She is solid. She is a technical guru. And just phenomenal. I'm going to start watching more of Deanna's matches, but she is really, really good. Now, this Giselle Shaw, I haven't seen a whole lot of her. Um, I'm very curious. Have you seen any of her matches with Impact? Uh, no, no, I, ha- I really haven't. Uh, I, I, I don't really get into Impact a lot. I watched a couple of the key people, Moose, Josh Alexander, uh, Was it Morsi? Is that what he goes by? Yeah. Yeah, yes. Uh, You know, I watch him. So there's very few people, you know, I got to watch me. Some Cordona when he's there. Brian Myers. My girl, Jordan Grace. So. Still on the Jordan Grace bandwagon, aren't you? Hey, till death do me part. Hey, man, let me tell you this. I'm on the Lady Frost bandwagon right now. Oh man, I love to have she got si- signed with uh, with Impact. Yes, you know somebody who just got signed, who just came back, and it was actually in the Cincinnati area when they had the big pay per view this uh, past weekend. Guess who's back in Impact? The one and only. Well, she was known as Mia Yim. Uh, she Jade. is. A, she's officially back. Yes, uh, and, and and that kind of. It kind of surprised me a little bit, but then again, not, you know, uh, I thought maybe Keith Lee went to AEW that she would have went, but I don't know. I don't, I don't know what's going on. Is Tony Khan dropping the ball with Keith Lee? I don't know if I would say dropping the ball, but I know that she's okay. I think the way she may be looking at this is there's a lot of crossover that happens with impact wrestling, Mm -hmm. a lot of crossover. W. Morrissey, for example, right? So what I feel like is going to happen is I think we're going to see her on AEW because it's not an exclusive contract with um, Impact Wrestling. Now, to what extent will we see her? I don't know. You know, Masa Slamovich is signed to Impact Wrestling as well, so that's an awesome Mm -hmm. thing. Mickey James is signed to Impact Wrestling, which is a great thing. So there's so many different talent that are in there right now, but do I think he's dropped the ball by not bringing her in? I don't necessarily think so. The the person that I would have loved to have seen in AEW would have been Taya Valkyrie, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, it's They just have a relationship with Impact Wrestling that, you know, once they leave, they always want to come home. And I feel like that's where they want to be right now. So I'm very happy for her. And uh, maybe... Not all couples want to work together in the same place all the time either. You got to think about that. Hey, speaking of couples, uh, Johnny Gargano. Yeah, and uh, Candice LeRae, her contract yeah. is officially up. We talked about that on headlines as well. Where, where is she going to end up? You know, some people were saying that Johnny Gargano could be the Joker. Um, 
in the next uh, the big pay-per-view coming up. Whether or not that happens, I don't know. Uh, whether Candice LeRae comes in or not, I don't know. Um, they still have a small child. Do you think Johnny's going to come in at some point in time, or do you think Johnny would go somewhere else or maybe not even do wrestling for a while? Man, I, I, would, I would love to see him come in and, and, and do do a couple high spots. You know, uh, I, I would love to see him go to a New Japan. I think he would do amazing in New Japan. Right? Could you imagine uh, on the and I want to talk a little bit about the Forbidden Door, you know, because Samoa Joe had had a lot to talk about that. He, he did have a lot to talk about that. Um, so I'll, I'll let you kind of lead off on that one. Well, I, I, Samoa Joe was like this Forbidden Door stuff. Uh, I don't. I don't remember what article you know or interview it was from, but he's like WWE is the forbidden door. Like like all these other promotions working together, that that's not the forbidden door. That they're working together. You're allowed to. The only time that I can remember would be what this past Royal Rumble, when they actually a forbidden door and let Mickey James come in. Correct. They allowed somebody else come in. Absolutely. So yeah. for, forbidden means it, it's not going to happen. It's not, it's, it's for, it's forbode. Is that the word forbode? I forbode you, yes. forbid you um, to, to, to cross over. Now all these other companies can do it, but it seems like, well, but, but think about this. Didn't WWE before Tony Khan and uh, new Japan sign that deal. There was rumor that WWE specifically triple H was trying to broker a deal with new Japan. And that never really kind of came to fruition. Do you think that the WWE universe would really be into New Japan? And here's why I say this. You're not really pushing Shinsuke Nakamura. So at the at the end of the day, are you really doing anything with your more international stars? No. They, 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 no, they're not. So they're, uh, what would what would a relationship with New Japan really do for WWE? And they don't ever tour over there, really. You know, once every how many years? A long time. They that they will, did one in '91, and I think they did one. They they, they did one semi recently. Uh, wasn't Brock one of the one of the headlines over there? And AJ. It very well could have been. You know, but uh, they're more of a European base. I, I mean, think about it: the Drew McIntyres, the Sheamuses. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a lot of other stars from. I mean, even Australia with Buddy Murphy as well, and then you also had the Iconics. Um, and you also have Rhea Ripley as well, who's international. And I know I'm going to be leaving people out here. Um, but, but yeah, they are more of the European because they go to Europe more often. I just don't understand where the Japanese contingent would really fit in with the WWE style because think about it. They're more strong style. WWE is more performance-based, meaning more of the showmanship type of deal. Exactly. Uh, the only person I could think of maybe – but then again, you got you got that language barrier. Is uh, the Rainmaker? You know, the, he he's got that showmanship that WWE likes to do. But he's the, that's it. He has, you know, no language mic skills, right? And and his his he has a hard hitting style. Maybe that's one reason why Walters isn't coming up because of how hard hitting style he has. This is true. This is a good point. Um, yeah, I just I don't I don't think WWE, in my opinion, yes, they've acquired some some promotions and they put them on their network, but I don't foresee them doing at least not in the near future uh, a relationship. Meaning, this is going to be a joint venture. I, I just don't see that happening the, right now. The only what last time was what ECW when they kind of worked together, Smoky Mountain, Smoky Mountain, very good. They did them as well. Yep. But other but, than that, but 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 the only reason they went and working was working with ECW was uh hey you scratch my back I'll scratch yours I'll put you guys on national TV if uh, I send some guys down and you fix them for me Paul yeah you, you know you, you you filter your guys up through me the, you know the Dudleys uh, Taz you know Al Snow you you, you set, keep sending them up. And it really did turn into, you know, I, I don't want to call ECW developmental because they were a lot of guys were very successful, mm -hmm. but it almost was in some way kind of like that because 
they would bring people through there and then they would see if they had the chops to bring them in. I mean, think about it. They brought in Tommy Dreamer and not only was Tommy Dreamer a performer, he ended up being a producer. And and then they brought in the Dudleys who are WWE icons. And you know, uh, isn't Devon a producer now? I believe Devon is well a producer right now. Bubba yeah. Ray is is not. He's doing his busted open radio thing. Um, I even heard that they don't really communicate a whole lot much anymore. That's what I have heard. Whether that's true or not, I cannot I cannot say, but I do know that there has been rumors that it's been a strain on their relationship. So But man, just think of, of how many people Paul sent sent up to WWE or WWE sent down and they and they got a uh a facelift. Shane Douglas. Yeah. You know, Paul Paul said you you're not gonna use them, just give them to me. And then all of a sudden, you know, Shane, the triple threat. Well, I mean, Shane was even in the Royal Rumble 1990 and 91, I want to believe. And then he was also a big player in WCW in the early 90s mm-hmm. as well. And then, you know, things kind of cooled off for him. And then he went off and he did the the ECW thing and then bounced around. And so it's it's interesting where people end up going and, and how everything kind of filters through their way to Vince and whether or not he chooses to keep them or not. Exactly. Steve Austin. Yeah, you know. Steve Steve had a windy road. You know. Um, you know who beat Stone Cold Steve Austin? Who? Mikey Whipwreck beat him. Mikey Whipwreck beat him in the ECW arena. Right in the middle of the ring. Right in the middle recap. of the ring. A he small just, package. Not from what I understand. Oh, wait, I heard wait, wait, Mikey wait. Whipwreck's got a big My package. My was a schoolboy. <laughs> Whatever it takes, man. Stone Cold Steve Austin went down to the ECW legend, Mikey Whipwreck. Um, Very interesting. So, so many things happening in pro wrestling right now. Um, God, there's so many things to to potentially talk about, but I am very, very excited to see what's going to be happening. AEW, and and a lot of people say I'm an AEW homer, um, and maybe I am. Maybe maybe I am, just just a little bit. But um, I'm excited about the trios titles that are going to be coming in because they have so many trios and factions. I feel like that could become its own division, and I think it needs to be. I think you got the world title picture. You got the tag title picture. You got the TNT championship picture and then the trios title picture. And I think that that's where you're going to be able to spread the love around a lot more. You're going to be able to have a lot more feuds. You're going to be able to have a lot more people uh, get TV time, which I think is huge. Uh, I've seen whether or not this is the exact version of the belt. I'm not really keen on the look. I mean, well, was it better than the Ring of Honor trio uh, trios? No, I really liked the I, I liked the Ring of Honor ones. They weren't that bad. But from what I'm seeing, and, and this might just be bullshit on the on the web, but I was like, eh. I'll send you. Uh, I'll text you a picture when I when I find it again, and I'll I'll get your opinion on that. Okay, but yeah, uh, you and I were talking for how long? Man, there's a lot of factions. There are, you know. I mean, you, you, I mean, not only are you okay. So you got the House of Black, which is which is exciting right now. They're a big one. You got the Best Friends trio. You now have the uh, the BCC. God, I'm trying to remember the. Um, Moxley, Danielson, and now Wheeler, Yuta. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got, I said best friends already. Um, Jurassic Express and Jurassic Christian. Express. Yes, you've got Team uh, Taz. The Undisputed Era, or whatever you want to refer to them as. You've yeah. got uh, the Elite. You've got them as well. You know, a friend of ours, um, even as friends of, uh, or fans of, is it pretty Peter Avalon and oh my god, this is terrible. Um oh my god, uh, I almost said his name. He he recently left AEW for a while because he was having some health issues. Um and he had to go through some treatments. Cesar Bononi mm-hmm. and then I hate to say this, but the, the fat guy with the uh the cowboy boots and the buzzed gray hair. I forget what his name is, but that was a faction as well. So there's a lot of them. In oh, it, and I think more, po- Oh, Jericho appreciation society as well. Andrade's team. Andrade. Exactly. And absolutely. I do not believe that you did not mention the dark order. I did mention the dark order. That was the first one I mentioned. No, you didn't. I said, 
We're going to roll the tape back on this. I, I oh, think I did. If no, I didn't. No, no. The first first one you said was House of Black. Okay, House of Black. You're That's fine. Look, could you imagine a tournament in the finals? Is House of Black taking on uh, Brian Danielson, Moxley, and Yuta? Oh, that would be tremendous. Man. Oh, okay, but what about this then? You got Eddie Kingston and Santana and Ortiz. Oh, that's another one. Yeah. What about uh, Ray Phoenix and Pentagon Jr. Oh. and Pac? Pac. Pac. Pac, Pac, as in six-pac. Everyone calls him Pac. That's X-Pac. <laughs> or what about All Ego Ethan Page? Uh, and then you would have... Scorpio uh, Sky. Yeah, but I'm I'm sure they're going to bring somebody else in as well to that group. That could be one as well. Yeah. There's oh, a lot of them. Um, Nightmare Factory. You could you could do the Nightmare Factory, uh, which would be what Camarado. It would be Anthony Agogo. It would be the guy who wrestles like he wants to be the Rock. What's his name? Oh my God! Why are names like slipping my mind tonight? Um, and don't forget QT Marshall. QT Marshall. That's the one I was thinking of. Yes. yes. QT Marshall. So you know, I, I'm I'm excited. I'm still waiting to see what's going to happen with Tony Khan, and is he slowly going to start separating his roster? ROH, AEW. I mean, I think to some extent he's going to have to. And, I mean, so, so far, who do we have here for Ring of Honor? So we have Jay Lethal is obviously definitely going to be Ring of Honor. Samoa Joe is definitely going to be Ring of Honor. Uh, Mercedes Martinez is definitely going to be Ring of Honor. Jay Lethal? Did you I already say him? Yeah, I mentioned yeah. Jay. Matt, uh, I'm just uh, wondering who you're going to throw over for Ring of Honor who isn't already ring like Cheeseburger. He has been in AEW now. Well, uh, Tony Deppen was on Tony Dark. Deppen as well. Yes, Tony, very good. Yeah. Are you are you going to keep FTR Ring of Honor? Or are you going to? You're going to. I would say kick them over to to uh, Ring of Honor. I definitely would. I I do love how they do, like tradition, and I can see them, uh, you know, being a traditional tag team over there. I mean, you could throw Frankie Kazarian. You know, I take this back. You could throw all ego Ethan Page and and uh, uh, Frankie Kazarian in Ring of Honor as well if you wanted, because mm -hmm. I believe both of them have spent some time in Ring of Honor. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know what you could do? You could throw Kenny Omega in Ring of Honor. Ooh. Technically, you oh, could. Oh, man. Could you imagine, okay, the Elite taking on Red Dragon and Adam Cole? Loser leaves AEW to go to uh, Ring of Honor. It's a possibility, my friend. All, all six men spent time in Ring of Honor. You know, it's also interesting. You have Adam Page, Thunder Rosa, Jurassic Express, Scorpio Sky, and Jade Cargill. Now, that's my I'm, girl there. Uh, see, this is where I completely disagree with you. This Jade Cargill thing. This needs to end. Nothing against her. I'm sure she's a hard worker. I'm not feeling it, man. I'm just not feeling it. I feel like there has to be somebody else. And you know who the other person is? Who? I feel like this is going to happen. I'm going to mispronounce her name, and I apologize. Correct me on this one. Um, Marina Shafir? I think she's going to be the one who dethrones. Jade Cargill. I absolutely 100% believe that. I I, I love how they build in Jade kind of like they did Goldberg but on the women's aspect. But Short, who is, who is Jade? Matches. But who is Jade taken on though that's had some level of notoriety? I mean she hasn't taken on a Britt Baker yet. You know? Did, either did she, Goldberg. Goldberg's first 50, 60. He took on a bunch of schmoes. And yes. I will agree. But then he started to take on some real people. So who do you think would be the first big name that they would feed to Jade? 
a, a big name, but yet still somebody you could see her beating. Statlander. I would agree with that. I think you could put Statlander. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, the, the, the baby face side of it is kind of it's kind of stale. I think you could also, honestly, you could put um, Anna J. I've just never been sold on Anna J. Um, you could have her beat the bunny. I would not have her beat Hikaru Shida. I don't think that's realistic. I don't think she could beat Layla Hirsch. Well, I don't know. L- if L- L- Layla Hirsch could be another one. They feed her. Layla, but Layla's just good. Like, I think Layla would out wrestle her big time. And so would L- Jamie Hayter. So would Tony Storm. Um, Penelope Ford, you could feed her to, I guess. Oh, what about a uh, Red Velvet? Ruby, Ruby Soho. Uh, and let Jade beat a Ruby Soho? Look, you, you have to consider she, she's she got her, her posse with her. You got a lot of outside inf- uh, interference. What does she call those those groupies that she has? Oh, man. What does she call those? I just thought about it right before you said it. Now I can't oh think gosh. of it. And it's really weird. Um, let me see here. Uh, oh, the baddies. Yes. I don't even know what the hell a baddie is. I'm going to look it up right now. What the hell is a baddie? You have any idea what that is? Yeah, the, the the baddest the baddest people on the planet. Is that everybody, what that's supposed- everybody wants to be you, and you, and they can't because you're the best. Okay, I am not going to read. <laughs> I uh, I am uh, by all means not going to read what Urban Dictionary tells me baddie is. Um, we're gonna go with the writ definition of just. A bunch of badasses. We'll go with that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we, we don't want to be thrown off the air. Well, it's been multiple years now. If they haven't caught on to us yet, then shame on them. Um, but I'm excited. I'm excited a lot about you know what's happening in wrestling right now. Now, I will say this. Did you get a chance to catch WrestleMania Backlash? No. Okay. I, I, I did hear a lot of good stuff about the Charlotte match. With Ronda. Other than that, I I didn't really pay attention to a lot of it. I I thought overall it was it was actually a really solid pay per view. Um, and and Cody and Seth just killed it in the opening match. As much as it kills me to give WWE credit, um, they really did a great job. Now, right now, they're going to be writing uh, Charlotte off of TV. They're going to go with an injury angle with her arm because her and Andrade are going to be getting married. So she's going to be taking some time away, so that's why she's not going to be there. So, Well, hey, congratulations to her. Hopefully, you know, her marriage works out a lot better than her dad's six did. Yeah, six, seven, whatever it may be. We didn't really talk about this, but uh, Wendy, um, they really had never been married. The Wendy Barlow, Ric Flair relationship as mm-hmm. many people may know. Wendy was with him when he was given literally such a small chance of coming off of life support and living. Um, she was with him through everything. And I saw him four years ago. This was after all this happened at a legends of wrestling event that I was working and he looked rough and she was there right by his side and i give her so much credit but once again i mean think about it It, how many times do you have to go down this road of relationships not working that many times at some point you got to start thinking maybe it's you am i wrong in this no no like if you're first one okay second one eh. by the third one if you don't think it's you mm, it's you yeah, yeah, you got to give him the George Costanza. It's it's not you, it's me conversation at that point because he's got to he got to accept some level of responsibility. And a lot of people have said, you know, Rick has never really grown up. I mean, even in that documentary that WWE had, um, was it HBO? They had done a documentary. Yeah. And wait, wait, HBO or was it was that ESPN? 
it might have been the ESPN. Um, they had made a comment, like Triple H had said, you know, he had never really grown up. You know, he had a really he needed to change a lot in his life, and you know, Rick was told not to drink anymore. But I read a recent article where you know he's he is consuming alcohol, and he's going to live the Ric Flair, Flair life as long as he can. And man, you know what? You've been given an opportunity. Why why would you spit in the face of of a second chance at life? But once again, to each their own. You can't save the world. Yeah, to to be Ric Flair. How many times has he been broke and still comes out on top? A lot. When you say broke, do you mean financially or just mentally or physically? <laughs> Overall, all the all the above. Like, yes. Like what Vince gave him how how many times alone? A lot. I think he you gave know? him like either half a million or seven hundred and fifty thousand at one point or something. And um and, and he pay he said he paid it all back. But it was just the situation of man, like, you know, he, he want, I think in some ways he puts on an image or a, a person, he has this persona, right, that he's created over the years. But the reality of this is, man, when you're not getting booked and you're not working and you're keeping up that lavish lifestyle, um, you can't do it. You can do it when you're at the top because you're making a ton of money. But when you start getting older and you start falling down the card and that phone's not ringing as much and yet you're still living as if you're, the man, you're going to have some issues, especially the older you get. And there's other things that come up like health related issues. You just got to be cognizant of, you know what? At some point in time, the ride's over, man. What was it? 2001, 2002. I was doing construction down in uh, Charlotte and we were at a red light and this limousine pulls up next to us. And next thing you know, there was like 20, 30 people surround that limo. And I'm like, I'm looking over like, what the hell is going on? Next thing you know, top of the, the, the sunroof, like the, the glass door or window, whatever it is, slides up. Freaking Ric Flair pops his head out. He's freaking at a red light signing freaking autographs for people. I'm like, get the heck out of here. Freaking drive, driving around in a limo. Signing autographs, stopping traffic. Stopping traffic. But you know what, You can't teach that. No, no. Bada boom, realest guy in the room. Unbelievable. Ritster, I tell you what, man. This is fun. It's uh, it's freestyling with Ritten Freeland, and uh, it's a lot of fun here on Front Row Material. Once again, we tell everybody we're getting back to the basics here. Uh, this program has gone through many different... Uh, versions and I'm sure we'll circle back around and people will come back and then that's obviously the plan uh, but right now you and me doing our thing again yeah, life is starting to calm down a little bit we're going audio only right now so everybody who's wondering well where's the twitch and the twitter and all that look we're going to do audio show's going to drop every Friday like normal so everybody can just stay nice and relaxed but you'll still be getting the front row material brand. We're still going to be ho hollering at Mikey to come on here and do some things with us. And uh, and, and Jerry, we got to get Jerry on to talk about the wrestling school. The new wrestling school Jerry has. Absolutely. That's going to, that's happening in uh, Henderson, Tennessee. So I'm going to talk to him as well and see if we can uh, work something out here where we can maybe, you know, get some of his talent on the, uh, on the show and talk to him. Yeah. Uh, hey, Freeland, I want to sit there and throw a shout out to a good close personal friend of mine who just this past weekend had his final match of his career it's it, yeah Avery I, good professional wrestler a very good professional wrestler yes how, how sad is that man he, he I, I i seen a pick with him with like a lot of the chikara guys from back in the day and man to me he he was he was getting better and better every year to sit there and hang up the boots you know you got a family you got to make those decisions yeah and man to sit there and i actually forgot that this past weekend was uh his final match because it wasn't that far from me man that would have been one hell of a hell of a good time absolutely no i agree 100 percent. a hundred percent he said that uh Within a month, he said he'd love to come back on the show. 
Come on back. Bring them on back, my friend. Sounds good so. to me. Ritster, it's always good hearing from you. You look fantastic. You really do. I, we can see each other. You guys can't see us. But I can see the Ritster. His beard is looking fantastic. All Your skin is very smooth and creamy. I tell you what, look at that. Did you just recently uh, do the old razor job right there? Oh, yeah. I got one of those palm razors. That's right. You were telling me about that. I'm going to have to get me one of those. Can Soon. you use the, the palm razor anywhere? Or no, not necessarily. Anywhere. anywhere. Uh, the hair just goes right into the of the compartment well no i'm saying anywhere on your body yeah your, your, your back your chest your uh your gimmick you can can you shave your gimmick with that or not really i don't know i haven't tried okay because they say there's a razor you could there's there's a product manscaped. you can use huh manscaped uh, uh, but we're not gonna plug them because they don't we're not gonna plug them they're not giving us any money screw them oh man for the ritster i am mike freeland so fun to be talking wrestling. Hopefully you guys have enjoyed this discussion as well. We will catch you the next time we do this fun thing called Front Row Material. We'll see you next time. The world of NLW Radio never stops.